ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Monday, August 24th. Yeah, woo! And uh, my name is Javier Reyes, your host of this year, Lockdown Padres Podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Uh, and if you feel so inclined, only if you feel so inclined, you know, no pressure, no pressure on you, right, or anything like that. But still, hit me up on either of those two accounts, as well as the Gmail, which is LockdownPadres at gmail.com, with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them right here on the show, or maybe just over the DM. If it's a quick question, whatever. You just never know, guys. And you know what? In life, you got to just try and go for the things that you don't know about. You got to be adventurous. So send me your questions and whatnot. But today, there will be, uh, well, questions will be answered, but it's more of a discussion format because I am being joined by Mr. Brett Chancey and Mr. Eric Heisman of Lockdown Astros. We talked yesterday, uh, that was Sunday, about the series against the Astros. The sweep! Oh, yes! That was so fantastic and awesome. And just kind of recapped the game, talked about different moments and what we, just analysis and thoughts on it and me talking about the Astros and not being too mean about it. So people in the comments, they might be like, hey, you didn't get on him enough. Well, in my opinion, to a degree, Astros bashing, it's gotten a little bit old. It's gotten a little bit old. Unless they do something. Like, unless a new development pops up, then you could kill them. You know what I'm saying? If, if like, like Joe Kelly, then you could talk about all this stuff, right? And the A's, the A's brawl, like, then it's it's okay to rail the Astros. Otherwise, I'm like, I don't mind it. But I'm also like, yeah, it's been done to death a little bit. But so we just got a, a really straight up honest uh, conversation. And because it is a day off, I felt like, let me make it extra special, you know, for all the Friar Faithful. Since they don't have a game, let me give you an extra chunky old chunky boy podcast for you to listen. You know, big, big old chunky one around like 40 minutes worth of good old Padres and Astros talk. Damn, boy. Damn, boy. He's thick, boy. That's a thick-ass boy! Damn! So without further ado, guys, the Slam Diego Padres, XX, cross, whatever, the Houston Astros, let's go! We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team, every day. And Brent, where can they find you on the Twitterverse? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Strohs411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Strohs. Okay, you always have that friend who's really a friend of me or something like that, but that's what we got here tonight. Javi, before this weekend, I was a big Padres fan, but after <laughs> what they did to us, man, I, I, I just I can't do that anymore. I can't. I can't say I'm a Padres uh, semi-fan, but uh, welcome from the Lockdown Padres podcast, Javier Reyes. What's Reyes. going on, man? Right, first, first thing, though, that intro was incredible. I was, <laughs> you went right into character. It was amazing. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Like, you were just kind of staring at the screen, getting ready, and then just boom, it just went on. That was awesome. That was amazing. I'm glad to be on a Thank you. talk with you guys about baseball stuff. No, yeah, really definitely. So, so, Javi, where can they find you um, on, on Twitter? Uh, they can find me at LO underscore Padres. That's the show account. And then my personal account is uh, at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Lots of well, good stuff you have on both some, those accounts. If you have some good taste uh, and you want to get locked <laughs> on Astros, you can always do that on podcasting app Himalaya as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. When you get in car, tell your smart device played podcast, locked on Astros. 
So, uh, Brett, I've never turned off an Astros game before <laughs> until Saturday. And I'm just like, I'm like, uh, I can't do this now. <laughs> I know that dude, that was, that was absolutely captain insano. Like I knew the whole like grand slam Diego thing and they have the Jersey and the outfield with the number four and how clever that is. Cool. And then I am digging the, the yellow and the brown, like who would have thought yellow and brown would make a comeback in 2020. Right. It's great. I right? Mean, yeah. The pinstripes look amazing, but you know, here's the thing, guys. I'm I'm honestly not even mad that the Astros lost. Now I'm pissed that they lost three in a row, but they I'm not their mad. Pants. They well, I'm in their pants. Well, but here's the thing. I'm not mad they got beat by the Padres though. Like the Padres are like this young team. They've got all this like vigor and swag, and mm-hmm. I mean they are what a baseball team should be, especially in a 60 game season. And so if I could give props to the San Diego Padres, because I'm always positive, always Stros, and I'll shed some light on some areas where I think the Astros really drop the ball literally, but man, I mean, Tatis Jr. And I mean, I mean, your catcher, Austin Hedges. I mean, all these guys and then these, these, these other guys I've never even heard of just coming up and just doing what they did. Um, you're right. Um, I, I actually turned in early, not only because the Astros are getting annihilated, but I actually had to do a lot of moving today. I made three trips in a U-Haul van to our storage unit. And guess what? I put our generator in the storage unit. So I'm ready for those hurricanes, baby. <laughs> Oh, man. You know, it's just so I didn't turn off the game early, (laughs) but it was it was one of those things where I definitely felt better about doing something on the side while watching the game. You know what I mean? So but yeah, the the Saturday game was was really I don't know how to put it. It was just one of those games that just got out of hand quickly. It was like bottom second, too. I think that that's what's the the craziest thing about it. And And look, I'm like, I mean, we all know the Astros thing. I'm not going to get into that right now. It's getting boring at this point. I'll do that on my own podcast anyway at, at other times. But it's definitely one of those things where, like, I'm, I will, you know, I was confident in the team. I tweeted out, like, hey, you know what the next big story is? It's going to be when we show them who's the top dog. I didn't necessarily know that, right? And McCullers, you know, you got McCullers, and I forgot who the game two starter was. It was uh, Brandon Bielak. Brandon Bielak. Yeah, uh, not great. Um, and I was, you know, McCullers was, was whatever, I guess. And then Granky was, was just excellent, you know, and the Astros heading into the series, they were really good. And I think it was eight in a row heading into the series. So I was not really expecting, uh, what happened this weekend, basically at all, especially from the, the kind of starting pitching perspective. I just thought that the, the Astros with the exception of Altuve, who's been struggling, um, that all of those guys, I mean, are just, it's ridiculous, like how much depth they have. It's up there with basically the best in the league, probably in, in all of the AL, I'd say they have probably the best depth, especially with where the Yankees are at right now. Oh, well, yeah. Just, but... looking, just looking at the lineup, I can't believe that Altuve is batting higher than Springer. Like, he's batting 214, and Springer's at 200 now. What the heck happened? And mm-hmm. this is just a weird season. I know all across baseball it's a weird season, but seeing all the young players having fun, I think that's what Astros Twitter got from this series is – this team has forgotten to have fun. And we, we kind of saw that 
with y'all celebrating in game two, yada, yada, um, picking. Oh, y'all, y'all basically ruined the career of Brandon Belak. I just want to say that. <laughs> and um, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go all Mike Fires and like say that y'all are using trash cans or <laughs> what else can I say? Um, uh, not buzzers. That's already been done. How about um, tambourines? That's what it is. Tambourines. Yeah, that's good. That's pretty good. Yeah, tambourines. I don't know, mate. You know, it- in California, they're they're very herbal. They're very natural. So maybe they, you know, maybe <laughs> they, they hit the CBD? hippie lettuce before uh, CBD. There you go. That's right. What, what is I'm going joking. on? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm just no. So so um, I want to I want to um, mm-hmm. tap into that because I did see the same thing on Twitter where they were like the Astros have forgotten how to have fun. And I don't necessarily know it's that they've forgotten how to have fun. It's they've been shell-shocked. Like, like Jordan comes back, their bats explode. Right. He hits a home run in his first at bat. We've got Twitter mm-hmm. we got Twitter fans getting Jordan tattoos after his first home run. I mean, the whole city's a bust. Like, people who aren't even baseball players, hey, I hear y'all got Jordan back. And then he goes out for the season. JV's still an uncertainty. Osuna's still an uncertainty. You got all these uncertainties. Or Kitty, I don't even know where the guy is i think someone kidnapped him i mean where is this guy they shut down the corpus thing this week because someone that knew someone that heard someone that coughed on someone got exposed somewhere and now we got that going on and then did you know that one of our bench coaches spire actually was meeting with the umpires two hours after the game ended about that whole like Brandon Belak hitting Tatis with the with the changeup, right, yeah. and then they and then they that. and then they warned both dugouts. You know what's funny about that was the Padres were pissed. The Padres mm-hmm. were like, "Why are you warning us? He didn't even mean to hit Tatis. He hit him on the butt. Like he yeah. got him on the butt cheek with the changeup." And this whole series was the exact opposite of why of what I anticipated. I honestly thought both offenses were going to go out and go off because yeah. you guys have been hot. We started heating up and man, I just, I'm just shocked, especially like today's game or in Sunday's game, we put a three spot in the first inning and mm-hmm. then nothing right. after that. Like, right. how, how do you put up three runs and just shell a guy? And then like, you can't hit the ball. Yeah, it's it's and and first of all, to the per- first part you brought up about the the shell shock thing with Alvarez, right? Like Alvarez is one of those guys where um, I'm, I'm not talking about the 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 scandal stuff. Like there were some numbers on him that were a little bit like, are we sure he's going to replicate this, right? Like, are we sure that he didn't get a little bit lucky with some of the fly balls and stuff like that, right? But bottom line is, I thought he was going to be like maybe potentially that guy who comes back in and like adds that rejuvenation. All of a sudden, he's just out, and I was like, oh my god, like. I don't know about you guys. Does it feel like this has been one of those seasons? And I imagine that there's you can uh, attribute this to being you know a shorter spring training and or summer camp in this place, right? Like there's just been a lot of injuries that have derailed teams, and I'm not talking just about like teams that have uh, had games suspended for COVID. I'm talking just straight up injuries and yeah. just aces that have been performing that well. I mean, you guys have yours. Granky's been great, right? But um, when you look at, I mean, Max Scherzer hasn't been uh, super great. Um, who else? Am I Strasburg's Steven Strasburg for, for the season, right? right? Like, uh, there's so many aces. I mean, Garrett Cole for the Yankees, he's starting to figure it out too, right? But for the most part, there's been a stunning kind of lack of uh, ace like firepower. I feel like, and the Astros certainly. Verlander, duh, there we go, Verlander. And I know he's expected to be back. Question mark. I think at some point. Yeah, we we don't know. Um, okay. Dusty Baker is he's it's like he's trying to be phil jackson with the whole like like the other day 
hey, we actually had a guy who has done a voiceover for us that's like Thoughts by Dusty. And so we're going to be adding that to our show here in the near future. But he'll say things like, well, Jordan's knee is sore. All I can tell you is it's not it's not in good shape. And it's like, thanks, John Madden. It's not he's like right, the, right now. <laughs> yeah, he's like the John Madden of Major League Baseball. Um, he circles back because he says something, then he says something else, then he goes back and says the same thing over again at the end. So it's that's where I came up with the whole Thoughts for thoughts by dusty and so yeah it's just crazy and who would have thought and i, I you would appreciate this uh, brett the other day i tweeted this out hey uh, this is what dusty baker said hey you're skinny ass why don't you go play uh, cleanup in terms of kyle tucker <laughs> right <laughs> so i mean joe hey, kelly was all mad about all right. that all right serious for him <laughs> um but yeah i just think that the 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 astros like and and breakman's hurt right now too right and yeah, yeah don't get me wrong so so much depth on that team, but I was still nervous. I'm like, you guys still have Correa, who I, of course, Puerto Rican power, I'm a big fan of. And <laughs> you still have, you know, Springer, at least he's walking still to a degree. I think that, I really genuinely think that the only guy that's just the Altuve thing, like he's never been a guy who strikes out this much and it's up by like something like 10% from the last time I checked. It's like, what is he at, like 27% now? So he's been uncharacteristically not great, although he's been slowly. He had yeah, no, okay yeah. Series, so right? this was a- slowly coming back. Well, this is the first game he didn't have a multi-hit game in like four games. So he had had three mm-hmm. or four in a row, and I think he was like seven for seven for fifteen or something like that. So he started heating up. He did go zero for today, you know, and and it, it's just it's just such a weird year. I was actually excited we weren't facing Paddock. I was like, yes, mm-hmm. we're not going to face Paddock. Like that kid's a stud. I don't want to face him right now. Well. Apparently Davies was good enough, yeah. you know. I mean Davies yeah. eight dude eight innings and seven strikeouts. I mean, other mm-hmm. than the one home run, I mean he looked like an ace out there. And it's I crazy. I think we should because... have had more John today. <laughs> you see what I did there? You see more what? So what? Uh, his name is More John, so I'm like we should have had more John because we scored <laughs> three runs off of him. Oh yeah, for real. It's for real. um, it's funny that like. You know, and it's funny that you bring up Paddock because Paddock hasn't even been like all that uh, untouchable this year, really at all. I mean, he got roughed up by the Dodgers, and you know, some of the strikeout rate is just not up right now. I think it'll return to a little bit of a normal, but uh, you know, his his fastball control hasn't always been there. The guys that have been the best pitchers for us, uh, for most people outside of the Padres, I think they'd be surprised. It's the Nelson Lament and Zach Davies, and Davies. First of all, I mean, the Saturday game just for him to be able to go eight was literally a godsend because this is a team that's been struggling with their bullpen so much. It's been a disaster. I mean, Pagan, who I think got a little bit lucky. I think that those were – I that, that game on uh, Friday, Friday, the Friday save. I was like, dear Lord, there was two shots. I forgot by who. I think one of them was Correa. And I was like, oh, he's a deep. fly ball pitcher. The first thing that comes to my mind, I was like, oh, fifth blown save of the team. He already has four blown saves despite not really being the closer. So the Padres bullpen has been a mess. So that Davies start was huge. And this is a guy who throws, he tops out around 87, 88 miles an hour. He throws kind of like that same dumb, like I beat it, like dumb, stupid little like sinker, but it works. And that's, what's crazy is he's been such a revelation and not to toot my own horn, but I thought heading into a season that the Padres secretly had a little bit more depth in their rotation than people gave him credit for. I thought because Lament didn't play last year and Davies is a guy who, yeah, he throws 87. It's not, he doesn't freak you out when you see those numbers pop off the table. Right. And Garrett Richards, like all these guys that you'd be worried about if they were the, your only like a starter, but if they're like the back of the rotation guys, you feel pretty good about it. And I think that 
uh, Davies especially has been uh, just such a revelation for the team and maybe something that maybe the, the Astros didn't quite expect, I think. Maybe that might be part of it too. Um, bullpen problems? You're talking about bullpen problems? Have you seen ours? No, no, <laughs> no, 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 Ryan no, no, Presley no, no. and no, no, the, no, the, the rookies. Stop it. Stop it. You don't understand. <laughs> I mean, the we've already bullpen. used 22 pitchers this year. 22 pitchers. So I still, no, the Pirates bullpen is worse, but you do speak to another thing. Not only the starting pitching, I feel like bullpens in baseball this year have been pretty bad. I mean, we talk about Philly, my team and your team. Like, I just think in general, bullpens in, uh, in baseball this year, it's like, it's become impossible to pitch one inning all of a sudden. I don't know what's going on. Like this is well, a new phenomenon. Well, I think, I think all this goes, goes back to the heart of the issue in that we know that Rob Manfred admitted that he wasn't going to give more than 60 games. And had he put that out on the table and just said, look, this is the line in the sand. You either cross it and play or you don't play. And they would have had, they could have had Javi and Eric a four to six week, summer camp they could have had a proper tuning up and you know we we even asked jeff blum our our local analyst played for the astros played for the white Sox. you know had a had a big moment in the world series against us but yeah but blummer said you know the world-class athletes they should be able to get tuned up you know in a couple weeks now Mm -hmm. they're going to be you know out of their normal routine but he said you know they should be fine for the most part but I don't think baseball – I don't think Manfred saw this coming. And these are what I call unintended consequences. And as a teacher, the seventh graders always talk about unintended consequences. Like like yeah. you may do something and not have the intention of it negatively affecting you or someone else. But if you go through with this, it's going to have negative effects. And that's where I think we are in the season. You are seeing injuries. You are – I mean – I mean, nobody can stay healthy. And, yeah. I mean, the Padres, though, if they keep doing what they're doing, I mean, they really would have to get to the Dodgers because the Dodgers are like plus 60, 68 or 69 run differential. Their run differential is 30 to 40 points higher than the next team. It's unbelievable. And I kind of joked on Twitter. I didn't really get much back on it, but I was like, hmm, I wonder what the – Dodgers are doing that nobody else is doing are they do they have cameras in center field and so I was just wanting to just rag on them you know stop it Brett (laughs) stop it no no, I'm not letting you push this right now but I think you're right though uh 100% on the unintended consequence thing this might just be a thing and look don't get me wrong the Padres aren't I don't think necessarily suffering as much as the Yankees or even honestly the Astros because all those the position player thing has been bad and you lost your ace you know what I mean not only did you lose your ace at Verlander you also lost the other one in free agency so it was already like kind of a a thing up in the air right and McCullers is a little bit kind of up and down right uh the Padres you know they lose fam for the year and then they lose uh Kirby Yates for the year who you know Looked like a disaster at the beginning of the season, but they still lost him. Pomerantz, whoever was getting got Jace Singler, rightfully so, for a variety of seasons this week. Uh, just, like, not a great week for uh, Jace Singler, Padres <laughs> manager, uh, starting with the Tatis thing. And I think he's walked it back, and I'm one of those people I don't like. I never like killing managers for literally anything. It's just one of my takes. I feel like all the time in sports, we love killing the coach, the manager, and using them as scapegoats all the time. Unless it's really, really bad. Example I think of in baseball is like Bobby Valentine for the Red Sox. Why do I bring him up? Because literally the same roster like won the World Series next year. So it had to have been that you were pretty bad, man. You just had to be, right? But I think in general, like this week, not, not a great uh, week for, for Jace Tingler and the bullpen management is such an issue. So while the Pirates haven't had all the injuries in the world to combat from, 
uh, bottom line is people are stepping up and guys like Myers and Hosmer who were looked at as liabilities, really. Like I thought that would be like the, they're, they're like arguably, not even arguably, but higher cost is probably the worst first baseman of the league uh, before this year. Now all of a sudden was he got an OPS of a thousand Myers playing fine in right field. The ball, just what he gets. It's a, he had a goofy uh, put out today, uh, Sunday when we're recording this, he had a pretty goofy put out where like, he made it look like it was a home run and then he's just kind of catching it and he's goofing. Right. Like I love Myers. Is, I've always kind of like liked Myers. He's a fun, goofy kind of looking player. And he's kind of like got that happy go lucky ad. So he's fun to watch. Right. Unfortunately, he's not always very good. Let me tell you guys, uh, watching Will Myers when he's actually really good is infinitely better when he's not very good. Right. <laughs> so it's just been, been watching this team and, and Cronenworth. I mean, I always just shout on the podcast, we aren't Cronenworthy. We, we still aren't. I mean, this guy has been a, a singles, doubles machine kind of for them, right? And he doesn't have the most biggest pop in the world, bit of a pull hitter, but he's just come in and been that ultimate utility player. And I think that he's kind of a sign of, I feel like every team that breaks out, they have that guy you don't necessarily expect. You know what I mean? The Astros a few years ago, I don't know, maybe Guriel, right? Maybe guys like him and I can't Guriel. Guriel's Marwan like one Gonzalez. of those guys. Marwan Gonzalez had had Marwan Gonzalez, had right? He had a like those, year. That extra guy, that right. extra something, right. right? Who comes in and is great for the team. Not Bregman. He's a top kind of prospect. Correa, top kind of prospect. Like all these guys. And then this dude comes in and has just been this. He's played like every position. So I don't know if you guys could tell. I'm really excited about this team. And to get a sweep on the Astros who forget everything, they are one of the best Astros in the league, uh, is just – I didn't expect that. I was hoping for one game. I was talking about it, my butt. I wasn't actually expecting this to be top dog or out here or anything like that. But here we are, and I don't know what you guys are. Like, what are you guys looking forward to, I guess? Like, what's the, the thinking going ahead for that? Well, Ashes I know Astros? that I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to next time we play the Padres that Trent Grisham has some carp troubles, and maybe he's oh. not going to a certain place and getting the right parts for his. Maybe well, so maybe he can't hit three homers against the Astros in one freaking game. Here's the thing: maybe maybe Trent Grisham has has like car problems and he can't get to the game. Maybe he has a Kia or a Fiat, and maybe he needs like a battery starter or a gerbil in the engine to get going. But here's the thing. If he has a problem with his car, I've got a simple solution for him. He doesn't have to put a mask on. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to go to a store. He can go to his computer, type rockauto.com. It's a business that has been around for 20 years online, and they are phenomenal. They have every part you'll ever need. And you know what? They're not going to mess around with you like the umpires behind the plate trying to get you tossed out of a game. They're not going to give you a different price than they give a professional mechanic. They're going to give you the price they give everybody else. You know why? Because they're out there for average Joes like all of us. So anything you need for your engine, whether it's a, it could be, it could be um, a spark plug. It could be a hubcap for your car. It could be a bumper because you ran into that pole that you didn't think was there. And, and, you know, and, or it could be like the Astros when they ran into the Padres and they totally messed up the front end of their vehicle. Now they got to go mm-hmm. to rockauto.com. So here's the deal. This is what I want you to do. When you go to rockauto.com and you get their part, where in the box where it says where you heard about us, put in locked on in there. How did you hear? And then you let them know that we sent you. Because here's the thing, they have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, and 
all the parts for your car that you'll ever need at rockauto.com. I've actually been thinking about uh, this this question about whether the shortened summer camp really affected these guys. And I'm thinking it's more they were amping up for camp for the spring training originally, and then everything was shut down. They're, they're such a creature of habit, especially right. the older veteran guys. And they're, they're so used to routine. And then all of a sudden you shut down camp. Yes, you can go like, Rolled his Chapman and throw in the driveway as much as you want, mm-hmm. but that's not going to help you in real game situations. And I just think that uh, we always see the starters kind of wear, well, I don't know if they still do, but they used to wear the uh, jackets in between innings and to kind of keep their arms warm. So it's all about routine with these guys. And a lot of these veterans, they, they, their routine is off. That's why you see some of these younger guys kind of excelling because they're like, I'm here. I don't care. I don't care about anything. I'm in the big leagues. But um, that's why I think you see a lot of the big names like Scherzer and other people kind of struggling. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just gonna be a weird year. But we asked for this. We asked for baseball. We said we don't care what it is. We just want baseball. I don't think I wanted to watch baseball without Alex Bregman, Verlander. Alvarez and anybody else and Asuna to a certain extent, but this is what we got. And the Astros have just got to play with the cards they're dealt. Yeah. You bring up a a great point with the, with the habit thing, just really quickly. Like this is a sport where like when guys, uh, you know, there's a rain delay and it lasts for too long. They got to come out of the game for starting pitchers, right? You can't, you can't just pitch for an hour and then have a two and a half hour delay and just be, expect that guy to come back in. So imagine what it's like. It might be one of those things I'd like to, to look more into it. Like, is it like for pitchers specifically that it's really hard for you to just be, be, you know, full drive. We're in early March, uh, late February, right? We're ready. Baseball's coming 2020 is here, everything. Right. And then, you know, just stop. I mean, that's, that's kind of getting lost with people. It was stop. Like, it just happened, right? That's so – it wasn't like a warning this thing might be coming, right? I mean, I, you know, that's not how that works, right? And then all of a sudden, we just stopped. I remember it started with the NBA, right? I know this feels like eons ago at this point, right, when this right. happened. But NBA announces their season's done. Then baseball follows suit, like, a few hours later, right? And all of a sudden, we're just hanging out. So I wonder uh, a lot, like, if that's probably playing into it. I imagine that, especially when it comes to uh, health, uh, just being able to stay on the mound, I imagine that that might be uh, – a lot of with the whole, you know, not playing summer camp and stuff. But you know what? Not going to lie, guys. You, you could call me a selfish schmuck. It's fine. I get it. But I must say, it's been working out for my team so far. Well, it's the best team that they've had in at least since 2010, at least. And it might be the like, first time they've played off for a long time. You're like at least since Tony Gwynn. I'm joking. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, so, we might have the best player on our team since Tony Gwynn. So. For real. So, so here's the thing. Um, tomorrow the Astros get the angels and they come back home, I believe. Mm. And you guys get a day off. So y'all basically swept the Rangers yeah. and the Astros. And of course, um, Oh, Herb Texas. over there at locked on white Sox talked about sweeping Texas. And I just wanted to say, uh, sweeping the Rangers isn't exactly an accomplishment. They, sweep, I mean, they Ooh. couldn't, they couldn't Backed beat themselves. Up, <laughs> yeah. They couldn't beat themselves up in out of a wet paper sack. But you guys, after the 24th, y'all have got the Mariners. I mean, 
dude, the Padres are going to go on a Dodger-esque type of run here. I mean, you guys have got the whipping boys of the West, and it looks like y'all are going to make the AL West look bad. I mean, y'all are now 18 and 12. We are 15 mm-hmm. and 13. We're still two games above 500. I would have loved to get at least one win this weekend. We could have gained some ground on Oakland where, mm-hmm. you know, they lost the other day. But like you guys said, I remember Samantha Bunton, we, we actually interviewed her. She's with um, – She's with a couple different affiliates. She's done stuff on the national level. And she said in a sport where you already see 33% of the athletes get hurt on average, I can imagine that injuries are going to be a big issue. And this was before we had the restart. This is before. But like I said, and this is the reason why I pinned it on Manfred, is because even with that stop, they still needed more than two weeks. They needed Mm -hmm. four weeks. They needed five weeks. And it just – it, it, it ticks me off to no end that there was this total disgust. I mean, the players were literally jumping through hoops, bending over backwards, being contortionist, figuratively speaking, to say, okay, we'll do this, we'll do that. And then Manfred's like, ah, I was never going to have more than 60 games anyways. Like, what a jerk move. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, like, he's the guy that comes to the party, and he orders, like, food for everybody, and then when they come deliver it, they're like, hey, can you pay for the food? Kind of like the uncle. You remember in, you remember in Home Alone? Or Kevin's uncle. I don't like, know if he's ordered, old enough for that. Well, here's the thing: in Home Alone, in Home Alone, it's back. It's, it's okay. Back. It's so Home Alone. Kevin's uncle orders pizza before they leave, and then and then his uncle's like total jerk, like makes his parent makes his brother pay for it, and then he yells at Kevin when he messes up. He's like, "Look what you did, you little jerk." That's how I feel like Rob Manfred is. Rob Manfred is Kevin's uncle in Home hmm. Alone. You know, it's like, I don't know what's more, what's like more of a surprise rarity occur. It's the fact that the Padres at four grand slams, uh, consecutive games, right? Or that I am literally like the fifth youngest person at Locked On. Yeah, I'm the <laughs> one that gets the youth jokes or whatever. Ryland Styles is out there, you know, he's somehow skirted right under it. He just, he just, you know, he was, it's like that meme where the guy's like, mm, you know, just hiding right. in the background or, or the Russell Westbrook when he's eating the food, like and he's looking away from everything. It's, it's amazing how I've been, I've been attached with that. But uh, you mentioned just, uh, if, if I could continue, just you mentioned yeah. the, the Pirates, they got that day off. And then they have Seattle, and then they have Colorado. Colorado is like, I mean, garbage truck on fire. They don't fire look good right like now, yeah. The meanest Hot way and to cold. say it. Yeah, it's, it's, I think this is the vintage Colorado team. Great offensive players, right? I feel like when I was in around high school, when I remember, it's like, it was, it was, it was Carlos Gonzalez and Troy Zalitsky. Was, that, Zalitsky. Those was, guys that, like, was awesome. that like two years ago? Yeah, it was two years ago, right? <laughs> Um, it was like Carlos Gonzalez, Troy Tulowitzki, those guys are always awesome offensively. They start off hot, and you're like, hey, the Rockies, they're so much fun because they hit 87, get scored like 100,000 runs a game, right? And then they fall off. And it's usually because of starting pitching and all these things. This time, it's Story, Arenado, and uh, whoever, and Blackman, right? Like, they've got those three and some other decent players, and then they, they just – they fall off, right? The Dodgers went in there and kicked their behinds, right? And so I'm not nearly as scared of them. And then after Colorado, they got the Angels, who I would argue out of every team in the league that had some type of optimism, not, you know, Miami and not, not these teams that are rebuilding, right? And even the teams that are rebuilding are doing okay, like, like the Orioles, right? Uh, I'd argue that the Angels are the most disappointing, like everything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong for the Angels, right? Like, the they are the – Yeah. Trout and Rendon, I guess, right? So, um, so I'm not too scared of them either. So everything's looking pretty okay for the Padres. Well, here's, a, here's, here's what I'm afraid of. They are to Mike Trout – 
what the Houston Texans were to Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson mm. never won a Super Bowl. Andre yeah. Johnson never it's even great came comp. close. And it's a great comp, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, Mike Trout. I mean, for this guy to be as great as he is, and of course, I joke a lot about the loophole and the HGH rumors and all that stuff. The bottom line is, he's not a bad guy. He, I mean, he just, I mean. Who comes back from, like, their first child and, like, crushes a home run their first mm-hmm. at bat? And it's on an inside yeah, pitch. Man. Bad and, power. <laughs> you know? And, yeah, it's it's just like one of those things where I love competing against him. I want the Angels to be better. because I think I, everyone does, yeah. I mean, you're, they're spending all that money, but they keep spending money, and it does nothing for them. Yeah. They're, I think they're one of those teams that's kind of stuck in that position you don't want to be where – you keep you clearly don't have the depth but then you keep always right when you kind of escape some bad contracts maybe i mean they still have this pool holes contract that they're dealing with right who's who's literally just playing at this point of his career to just up that home run total pretty much um and they've they've got like a, a bunch and of really bad paid. contracts on that team and he's being paid like yeah and they've got these guys and you don't get me wrong rendon's great and Mike Trout's great. And even Andrew Simmons is pretty good. But then, right when they have these – you now have the Upton thing. Looks like the, one of the bigger albatrosses in the league, right? Right up there with the, the Cespedes contract and some of the other ones out there, right? Like, this this freaking uh, – Justin Upton chose a terrible time to just completely implode, right? So, you know, the, the Angels are definitely one of those teams out there for sure that uh, you wish – could be a, a lot better but for the sake of the Padres uh they're not they're not hopefully they could stay bad uh right. if, if we get them I'm definitely projecting far away like who knows if the Padres fall into a tailspin too but uh after this weekend man like what do you think uh do you have any good takeaways for the Astros that you felt good about well um I do want to say without looking at the stats Javier um I think you know the Astros team a little bit who do you yeah. think's leading the team in RBIs who's the top two I would guess Guriel, just because nope. the way you know it's not Guriel. So then it would be Kyle Tucker. Yep. He's, okay. he's leading with the way 20. You, this yeah, is a guy asked, that okay. the Astros fans have bashed for years <laughs> because he hasn't done anything. He's batting cleanup now, but this is better. Who's the second highest with uh, 17? Oh, um, man. Is it like a catcher? I don't even know. I don't even remember who – it's the catcher. I don't even remember you guys' catchers. I just remember Evan Gaddis for a few years ago. I forgot who it is right now. Martin Maldonado. <laughs> right, right. Okay, there we go. There we go. Wow, yeah. So, I mean, that just goes to show that all of their stars stumbled a bit out of the gate. Some of them have come back. Not Altuve, obviously. But, uh, man, I don't know, man. Just the, the Padres, like, it's funny how you, 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 you mentioned Grisha before. By the way. Just, just incredible transition, <laughs> you guys. It's, it's almost like you guys have been doing uh, this podcast together for a while, and you have like developed chemistry and stuff. Uh, yeah. But the Grisham thing, like Grisham, is he was in a little bit of a slump lately. Not like a bad, bad slump. It wasn't a Altuve type of slump, but it was like you know he's batting like two hundred around that area, still walking, which is what's great about him, right? He's an on base of like three seventy, three eighty guy. He's excellent at taking pitches. This was like his his back game. That's what's so funny about the Padres. Right as someone else seems to be cooling down, the other guy steps up. Manny Machado, he's struggling. Didn't matter. Tatis is just uh, a god tier player in the league right now, right? And then all right, so and then and then Machado steps up, right? He steps up for them. Then Will Myers chips in every now and then. Hosmer and and Cronenworth. This is a team that just I think clearly the chemistry's there, and now it's not just a question of can they make the playoffs, but it's like. 
can they be kind of memorable? Can they have some yeah. more moments like the Grand Slam that they had against? Uh, um, I know I love how I have to like be specific on the Grand Slam, uh, like yeah, the walk off one from Machado. Uh, yeah. Machado's playing like a superstar again, like he was uh, in May and June of last year for the Padres. So everything is just the momentum's on their side. And I'm wondering for you guys, this would probably be like one of my last questions. Do you expect the Astros to make any moves at the trade deadline? No. None? I do not. I just, I don't, I don't think, number one, they don't have, they don't have anybody anymore. to trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all their farm system is our pitching staff. <laughs> mm-hmm. All our farm system. So most nights, teams are playing the Round Rock Express or the Corpus Christi Hooks for the most part. I mean, that's really what it's turned out to be. Mm-hmm. And so it's just one of those things where, you know, coming up, our schedule is L.A., Oakland, Texas, L.A., Oakland. I'm thinking that we win most of those games. But I don't know. I mean, you mm-hmm. saw what happened this weekend. And, and although the Padres have been great, nothing to take away from, from you guys, but we shouldn't have lost all three of those games. I mean, we should have yeah, won the game not, today. No. I think, I think you probably could have won that first one. I think the yeah. first one, especially because it wasn't bad McCullers, who's been up and down, like we said. Like, And I really thought that Pagan, like, it, those, there's another universe where those five balls go out. You know what I'm saying? And I was right. on edge the whole time. Or you, you can, and then the Padres fans and myself could take it the other way and be like, positive regression. We finally got a good outing where Emilio Pagan didn't get lit up like crazy, right? But I, and I think that this afternoon, maybe a little bit, but Machado's so great that you can maybe chalk that up to just a superstar doing things. But I definitely did not expect a sweep. And for the Padres, just the trade deadline stuff, in theory, yes, they should be making a trade. But I wonder, and I wonder if you guys agree with me, I wonder if we're getting any trades in baseball this year. Because who is going to be like, and especially when it comes to rental type trades, who is going to be like, yeah, we'll take your, we'll give up a prospect for your, your reliever who's been great for you as a rental in a, in a shortened season that it's not totally inconceivable that a bunch of teams, things go wrong and the, te- and the season gets shut down, right? So like, right. who's going to do that? Do you guys think that we're going to get like any kind of trades at all or it might just be like little like cash trades like we'll give you some some guy that nobody talks about 40th guy in the bench farm systems for cash like do you think there's going to be any type of trades in the league or maybe even any in your division that might affect things no, nothing like the zach grinky trade that affected mm-hmm. the astros last year and mm-hmm. i just i don't think for every reason you just mentioned there's not gonna be a big trade you'll have some baby pieces like mm-hmm. just um somebody like a only one I could come to my mind is Tony Sip. I don't know if he's even playing anymore, but just somebody like that, just somebody to kind of uh, Tommy Watson or you know yeah. a Tommy, yeah, just like some sort of relief arm. But I don't, I don't think you're going to see bats um, being traded. Plus, something someone someone brought up recently is like we could be in the midst of three shortened seasons because after this season, if the collective mm. bargain agreement doesn't, that's right. Like, 2021 we don't know what's going to happen but then after that we have like this like this deal if if a deal doesn't happen I mean you saw how well they get along in negotiations they absolutely suck at it and so I mean we could be in the midst of unprecedented times with baseball and if baseball is worried about anything they need to worry about their marketability and I learned one thing when I was younger when I was probably your age Javi that perception is reality 
And if the perception of MLB is it's old, they can't get along, it's too mm-hmm. long, they're, I mean, they can't even call a strike. They can't even call a 95-mile-an-hour strike down the heart of the plate, and it gets mm-hmm. called a ball. Like, the game is kind of broken. And mm-hmm. Manfred's really helped break it even more. I mean, he's taken mm-hmm. the broken pieces and shattered the broken pieces. And, and so, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. I think um, I do agree with you on the the relevancy. I mean, this has been a thing for baseball forever, but um, there is, I think there's slight hope. And I think part of it might be, um, and th- I'm not saying that, and look, I'm someone who thinks that baseball game length is fine. I'm one of those people who I think it's fine. I think the season's too long. I don't know why we're playing all the way until September when nobody cares to me. Football's on. Like, that's just the fact, yeah. right? Football's on. Nobody cares. People like playoff baseball, though, and I really think that means something. I think, man, if you could somehow shorten the season to, like, August being the month when it's the playoff hunt, because nothing's happening in August. Not even movies coming out in August. No video games, nothing. You know what I mean? And I love that stuff, so I, I could tell you, right? And if you could shorten that and maybe make it that they start up in September, maybe it would bring a little bit back. And I've noticed that some of the ratings have been up. Can you attribute that just to the fact that everybody is staying inside and they have nothing to do? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that. Or maybe there is a genuine, like, people being like, hey, like it's kind of interesting baseball, like where it's at and that every game feels like it matters infinitely more. I wouldn't be as freaked out about this Astros sweep. If I still knew that we had like 140 games left, right. I would still be like, Oh, they can still blow it at any second. Right. Um, and still baseball's in that situation where they need to monitor that, those uh, ratings and viewings and be like, we cannot just have it that our sport is viewed by 65 year old white guys basically. And that's it. Like, that's their main – that's not how advertised – that's not what they freak out for. It's 18 to 24 around there, right? Um, that's what that's what shows you there's growth and that the new generation is going to be here. So I'm hoping that uh, we kind of get there. I'm hoping that maybe Manfred, if he can do anything, maybe start looking into trying to sit, do what I did. Maybe shorten the season just by low. Not the 60. Not saying 60. It's helped by T, but not saying 60 games. But shorten it just a little bit. If you, can, I'm telling you, if you could cut off that month, if you can get into the dog days of summer, make that your, your month, and that September you start the playoffs, maybe it could be one of the ways to, to bring some excitement back to, to baseball and, more importantly, just relevancy, you know, and have it that the number one story isn't Fernando Tatis and unwritten rules, but more like the number one story is how good he is. You know what I mean? And it's more of how good all the Astros guys, right? How good players are. I have that thing that the NBA and the NFL are. And I, I feel like I've been preaching it and going on so long, so I'm going to pass it off. But yeah, I just think that baseball, they need to figure out something. And I am not, uh, uh, Manfred's uh, slander will receive no dissent from me. I'm not going to continue it, but I definitely do not disagree. <laughs> uh, Rob Manfred has not been great uh, in a lot of ways. And I think people have seen that this year. Uh, speaking of, before we wrap up the show, speaking of interesting people, Zach Grinke, I know you watched him. Uh, you probably mm-hmm. uh, watched your Padres face him for many, many years. What's mm-hmm. different about this guy? I know that we, he threw that, what, 54-mile-per-hour pitch mm-hmm. today. What do you <laughs> yeah. see that's different? Well, that was just a flex on his part, to throw a 54-mile-an-hour pitch to a guy that just less than, like, 24 hours ago hit three home runs in a game, right? And – and I, I think people at home, though, how did you not hit that? I think these guys are just used to seeing anything well, at minimum at like 77, right? So it just probably freaked them out. And also, Grisham's one of those guys who's a very patient hitter. So he was probably just like, what in the world is that? I think if there's anything I've noticed, a little bit of confidence, I think, with him. I don't think it's anything when it comes to peripherals. But peripherals, he's just better. Okay, cool. Like, like I, you know, statistically, he's just, he's just gotten better. But I'd say um, uh, there's a confidence in him. 
I feel like there's a boldness in him. I think you saw it this week with the, or maybe last week with the telling the batter, like what yeah. pitch was coming, which even I, as someone who's mad at the Astros still, even I found that pretty hilarious. I was like, wow. <laughs> that's just, that's, and I actually like that. Have weird stuff, man. Have drama. Good drama, though. Drama that's people flexing, people bumping their chest in a way that feels appropriate. You know what I mean? Tatis mean mugging the dugout. You know, you kind of want stuff like that from when he hit that home run two weeks ago. Uh, That stuff is cool. But I'd say that's the thing with Granky. And I know he has some some like social uh, anxiety type of stuff. So it's it's really cool to see that. I feel like he maybe he found like his his kind of group of people that he rallies behind. He's comfortable here. They let him be him. And that's what the Astros have always done. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, one of the things I loved um, after he threw that Evis pitch, which, to be honest, I have 12-year-olds this season that throw harder than 54 miles an hour, okay? And, (laughs) I mean, but what was great was the next pitch. The next pitch, he spotted an 89-mile-an-hour fastball in the bottom outside corner, lower, low outside corner, just spotted it perfectly. And Mm -hmm. that's why he throws a 54 mile an hour. I remember Mark McGuire swinging and missing on an EFIS pitch from, I think, Charlie Huff. I think Charlie Huff was with the Blue Jays or the Rangers. I think the Blue Jays, I think. And he threw this EFIS pitch and Mark McGuire swung and missed and he just couldn't stop laughing. But another great Zach Grinke moment when they were repairing the mound, he was sitting down in the grass. And one of my guys at Stroh's 4-1-1, Corey yeah. Hightower, Corey Hightower said, he goes, Zach tells me all I need to know about life. When people are working on things around you, you just got to sit in the grass. Like, he just sat there because I tell my boys, dude, you never sit down. Like, if there's an extended timeout, I don't let them sit on the base. I don't let them sit down. But I'm like, what is this guy doing? He's sitting in the grass. Like, He's that grinky, and like Eric said, he's got a confidence. He's got a trust here, and we've yeah. embraced that. And I think for just for all intents and purposes, I mean, he's a he's a great guy. He's just he's just mm-hmm. a good guy. It's cool. It's cool. If if the, if if hey, if the Padres are gonna win, I don't mind that Grinky was excellent with the game <laughs> afterwards. You know what I mean? But it is he's definitely not a guy that I root against uh, for sure. Uh, it's in just in baseball in general. It was. It was, and he looks great. He's been one of those constants, you know. And I think that, you know, in a league that's struggling with the pitching, like we've talked that nauseum today about, like it's it's been big for the 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 Astros to have that one pitcher that they just feel like they can trust every single time. Uh, Javier, next time the Astros face the Padres, I'm gonna ask them to be a little bit more respectful of their <laughs> the authority, and uh, they should bow to the Astros yeah. and all that. But. We gotta be, hey, sir, sir, is it okay if I swing at this pitch, sir? Sir, okay, we're good. All right, there you go. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's all we got for this Locked On Astros podcast. Make sure you tune in every day. And uh, don't forget to go check out my friend Sully over at the Locked On MLB. I'm sure he's ranting about something else today. And uh, that's all we got. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Yeah, man. Let me stop the record. And would you look at that, everybody? It's back to just my voice. We are done with the chat with Locked On Astros, Brett, Chance, Brett Chancey, and uh, Eric Heisman. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. It was super fun. Love talking to the guys. And just love talking some Astros, Padres, baseball. And I've been in such a good mood. I mean, if you guys couldn't tell on the pod, it's just 
it's incredible where we're at. It really is. I couldn't believe. I joked about it on Twitter, but I never actually expected them to sweep the Ashes like that. They're such a good team, you know. So uh, things are looking good. And we got Seattle coming up, and we got DC Lundberg of Locked On Mariners going to be on the show. We're going to do a crossover. That should be up tomorrow. Uh, who knows how many parts it'll be? Maybe it'll be a double parter like I did last week with uh, with Bryce Paterik of Locked On Rangers. Well, now that one turned into like a three parter, I guess you could say. But still, uh, look forward to that. It's going to be fun because. It's not like there's too much going on with the Mariners, so I think we're going to be really creative and just kind of nerd out and geek out about baseball. I think it's actually going to be interesting, even though it isn't necessarily this like highly anticipated top-tier matchup between teams. So uh, look forward to that, guys. But with all that being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, guys. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. Or if you would like to raise my ego just a little bit more, make me feel all good and fluffy and wonderful inside you can go send me some nice reviews of the podcast on itunes and until next time stay safe and of course stay faithful my fire faithful homies take care